This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either products of the author's imagination or used fictitiously. Any resemblance to any actual events, localities, persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. <laughs> Precious Okoyaman is to know her and to love her. On this episode of IRL, I sat down with Precious and we discussed her early days of writing in Cincinnati, life online, and who's currently on her crush list. Then we put out a call on Twitter for questions which Precious answered in the second half. Okay, I'm here with Precious. Precious, thank you for coming on to the IRL podcast. Hi. Um, so, Precious, you moved to New York like a month ago or so? Yeah, like a month and a half now. Um, I wanted to ask you if we could go back to way back before you moved to um, Cincinnati and how you met Dana yeah. and sort of how you, and Tyrone, and how you got involved with the writers there all the way to like the writers you're involved with here in New York? Um, so I started writing when I was pretty young and like 17 or 16 and Cincinnati is like a pretty in- inclusive community because you can like mix with a lot of like older writers and like younger writers because there's not really like a barrier. So meeting Dana, he was running this series, Perfect Lovers. And I remember going to one of his readings, and I think it was like Ann Boyer read. And mm-hmm. I was like, who is this genius? Because I've read all his work. Like, I remember he had that chat book, um, Bastian Adler. Yeah. Some Other little, Deaths. Like, of Some Other Deaths Austin of Bastian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, gosh, that book is perfect. That, it's like all of these memories between him and his daughter and like falling in love. I remember reading that and like being taken aback by like the softness of this father like really loving his child and like finding himself in all of this madness and there are these like very vulnerable soft moments and seeing that like kind of community came together kind of like shaped me I guess how I am Mm -hmm. now as a writer. Who else were were you hanging out with there? Um, Tyrone, Kathy Wagner. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. and it's like this Cincinnati has this like little scene it's like Chase Public this small like reading space above like a taekwondo studio (laughs) it's all rather silly but kind of cute and everyone just comes together and shares new work in this like space where nobody seems to judge you and it's very Uh open so I think finding that at a young age where like 
people I admired could like really shape my like sense of self and like what writing could be really helped I guess uh-huh so but so now you are seem to be involved with because most of the people were much older than you yeah um how um, did you end up with to your current situation um where it seems like you're mostly interacting well maybe it's just online um and that's what i see more but people younger people your age mm-hmm. because dana and that group doesn't seem to be that involved with online writing as no, much he rather like stay separated from that world in a way that he like emails with people but not really con- communicating on like twitter or facebook yeah, he's a yeah, dana ward's a great corresponder <laughs> yeah he doesn't i don't think he as like a blogger or, no or like a tumblr <laughs> no um, not very like, like maintaining different yeah social media but. yeah um i think i use like that younger scene to like get my work out there and like communicate with them but like it's a weird like um jumbled up thing i feel like i'm friends with a lot of older people and younger people and somehow that meets like in the middle to this like disjointed like friendship with everyone mm-hmm. yeah so who are you hanging out with now um my friend willis i hang out with willis Plummer a lot hello willis <laughs> hi willis he's probably like out there um i hang out with my roommate peter bd who's anonymous <laughs> in real life and online um i see you often you hang out <laughs> i hang out with my dog rainbow he's probably the most entertaining person in my life um yeah you've done a lot of readings in new york i have um do you enjoy that all that healthy literary activity <laughs> all that is that kind activity. of what you thought it would be like yeah i mean it's like the same all the time readings you like yeah. get up there and you're like this is my work and everyone's like oh hey dude great reading yeah. and i'm like oh yeah thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, something like every night you yeah like to, every, or more than one thing it's like really nice to like see this um community coming around and there's like all these different voices i'm hearing and i'm learning from all these different people and all these new styles it's cool it's everything i thought it would be i guess that's amazing because <laughs> I've seen this scene changed a lot. Mostly when Mellow Pages left, yeah. it seemed like the, uh, uh, the you know the center disappeared. At least for a certain type of social scene and types of writers, along with um, other scandals that happened yeah. essentially at the end of mm-hmm. um, that same time. So it seems like people kind of they use burls a lot. I notice they yeah. use other molasses, spaces. Yeah, molasses is a great um, bookstore. Um, and then there's like the Segway series, yeah, and which seems like the institution and Poetry yeah, Project, yeah. which seems like the institution. Very like heavily academic, that like yeah. seems to like intrinsically like dribble into this like common, not common, but like more like broad sense of writing. But I guess I am gonna like host Segway, which I am excited. To yeah, and you're Harry. hosting with Harry. Yeah, that's gonna be funny because James Sherry's a laugh. <laughs> um, yeah i'll and, never um i curated segway with sophia lafraga we agreed to never go back um, so well, we could done. talk about him for the rest of the time but i'm so glad you and harry are doing it yeah i know i think we're and gonna breathe li- some fresh air into it and like 
some new ideas because it does feel like very heavily academic without like really transferring into a lot of um, different like backgrounds. But I'm excited to like introduce some new people that would never read at that. Yeah. Or like yeah. even be aware of what it is. I think that's very important bringing like new ideas and concepts into like a space where it mostly feels like very academic and like like a lot of like I feel like gosh how do I say this James kind of subscribes to this one idea of like academic like um usually like white male poet yeah which feels kind of exhausting because that's like what I get everywhere in the right. whole entire yeah. world yeah. so I'm excited to like show him something new or just help him understand that there's more than this one world <laughs> i just imagine myself like inviting james sherry onto my magic carpet of like <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> new age internet POCs. <laughs> can't wait <laughs> cannot wait so that's going to start spring uh, 2018 um, yeah like february um, I once asked if I could play my own music, and they spent all the time showing me how to do that. I put Lana Del Rey song on, and it lasted one minute. One I minute. thought that would be perfect for that. Yeah, it's like a, a lounge. Intro. It's a jazz lounge. I want more Lana. All those Brooklyn babies want to listen to her <laughs> Lana. I want. I only like like early Lana, where yeah. she's like, oh, the death, the destruction. Like video like, games. Yeah. Lana. Yeah. She feels like this very sweet, like humble disaster that's gonna fuck your life up. And I'm uh -huh. like, yeah. Come into my bedroom, Lana. Yeah, you tweeted <laughs> recently that you don't like her. Okay, maybe I just don't like Lana's rebrand. She's, like, too uh -huh. polished. For the, me. like, honeymoon. Yeah, she's like, oh, daddy, let me jump on your motorcycle. But I'm like, I know you're doing coke somewhere, so, like, show me that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> it's hard to maintain it. Uh, intense fanaticism for no, someone over for four sure. albums or so. Yeah. So... We have some segments we do on this show, <laughs> and the first one is Tipsy Topics. We're tipsy topics. drinking some Sauve Blanc. Um, I don't think it's we're really good. tipsy, but I could. Do you want to go into them? Um, and you also should suggest your own Tipsy Topics. These are things okay. that you find yourself talking about or obsessing over or texting about when you become tipsy. Um, but the first one I want to ask about is milk. milk. You, and <laughs> you post about milk across all... Your social media platforms. Yeah. Um, what the hell is going on? Okay, so I'm like really into milk right now. It, I don't understand why, but like maybe it's this comfort in like sucking down this beverage of like some animals like secretions of nectar, and I'm like, oh yes, give me that pure, raw, unfiltered milk. So the other <laughs> night, I'm like on the internet, like deeply like watching all these documentaries, and I'm like, oh, milk is bad for you. It's the CIA. The CIA is like literally trying to infect us with bad dairy products because i learned that like pasteurized milk is really fucked up because louis pascal is like oh i'm gonna like pasteurize milk but then right. it's just dead sugar so maybe we should all just be drinking raw milk but then it's like hard to get and it's expensive but maybe i just want my own cow so Someone should buy me a cow. I know you love animals. <laughs> I, I saw that. If I, I, think like, I saw a bird. <laughs> I would be so pleased. I've been watching videos on how to milk a cow, so I would share my milk with all my what friends. What do you have to do? 
you just okay so you grab the teat of the cow and you start like squeezing uh-huh. you, like do you have to, is there a certain time of day or is that just like a myth i of, think like, it's when the cow day? is ready the cow uh-huh. will come to you and you will agree to milk it together and then you suck all the juice yeah. from the cow. Do you think Peter BD would be cool with having a cow I mean, in the apartment? I think Because your dog seemed to cause some issues. <laughs> my dog. He's a cute toy poodle. <laughs> my dog is an adorable toy poodle, but he doesn't understand, like, not pooping on things because he thinks everything belongs to him. I feel like I'm one of those entitled parents that's like, oh, yes, my special child, like, shit upon the rug, like, pee on anything you want. The world is made for you. And all my roommates are like, Precious, why is your dog pooping on the couch? And I'm like, oh, you like, know. That's, that's <laughs> I've never like, heard of that. Yeah, he thinks the world belongs to him, and it should, but it just doesn't yet. Eventually it will. My five-year plan includes giving the world to Rainbow. To poop on. <laughs> to poop on. <laughs> he just wants to poop on everything, and I will allow him. That's cute. Well, we can't, uh, you know, on, on the internet, you can't see him, but if you look at Precious is Facebook, I believe. Instagram, Instagram Facebook, has it. Your Instagram Twitter. has a lot of content that. Well, could we talk about your social media accounts for a little bit? Because media. if you follow Precious, there's no, you're not getting lost in the feed. Let's look at some of your tweets. <laughs> um, I think my toy poodle is suicidal. Left my sanity in Chicago. <laughs> Want to be vegan, but I love milk and the devil. It's really hard. <laughs> Several pictures of Rainbow with one of them says edging. The other Rainbow one and I had sex the other day. Says during sex. <laughs> After sex. Just a girl and her raw milk. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I don't like leaving my house. <laughs> feel like CEA is... CIA is behind pasteurizing. Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna buy a fish. See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I bought a fish and then I just left it outside and someone took it. So that was my fish experience. New York, I want to ride a horse today. Present me with that chance, please. There was no horse. Um, and then, oh, here's a piece pop-off season that was in New York Times. So let's talk about the writing you've been working on lately. Yeah. So you had a book come out recently that we did an interview about. Ajabata? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was a chapbook. And now you're working on completing a full-length manuscript. So you want to talk about that, kind of yeah. themes of that? And do you have a working title? It's called But Did You Die? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty honest to my life, honestly. I'm always uh-huh. popping off. Yeah. Um, it's a meme, right? It's like yeah, a, it's yeah, a meme. Yeah. It's like, but did you die? You survived the awful thing, but like, it's okay, right? <laughs> you learned something from that. Which I like to think maybe I learned from all my very tragic mistakes, but who knows. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been working on this book, which takes place from me moving from Chicago to New York and like ending my relationship and really understanding where like where I am and who I am in this body I live in. So it's this introspective like narrative jumble of like a mess <laughs> so far. Um, it's me as a lamb looking at my toy poodle crying to a Drake song usually. Um, they're all like little fragmented poems 
and lots of confessional things. Instead of going to mass, I've just been writing this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Did you? It, do you enjoy? Are you Catholic? I grew up traditional Catholic, mm-hmm. so it's like Catholicism, but like extra. It's uh-huh. fuck. It's like well, Catholicism oh, is pretty extra. It's pretty extra, but then it gets pretty extra when you have to wear a veil in church because you're gonna distract the boys with your sexuality. <laughs> or like, mm-hmm. I just remember um, being like 15 and having to carry my bishop out with like and walk behind him while he sat on like a gold chair with people like just throwing roses at him. It yeah. felt ridiculous. I'm That's like, wow. Lit. If only I could convince people to put me on a gold chair uh-huh. with roses, that would be the most lit day of my life, honestly. I think you could probably make that happen. No, for sure. At your book party. Yeah, I'll just be like, everyone bring some roses and be sitting on a gold chair. Carry me. Yeah. <laughs> We could definitely get Samson Starkweather to carry for part sure. Of it. I... <laughs> I'm thinking about the rest of them. <laughs> Sam can sit, sit her in a mandate. Yeah, <laughs> carry her or else. And your talk. Well, we shouldn't talk about who's going to publish it. Do you have a Canadian press that's interested? Yeah, there is a Canadian yeah. press that is from interested. Montreal. <laughs> Lots of people interested. Why don't we move to? Um, some Twitter questions now. Twitter questions, okay. So we have our first Twitter question from Yura Gonzalez. Do you want to read it to us? Yes. It says, ask her to tell you about her dog's sex life. <laughs> Do we need like a content warning before we I guess proceed? this is... Should I be worried about this? This um, not suitable for work or... <laughs> is that the S? M-S-F-W yeah. is suitable? I thought it was safe. Oh, not safe. I always thought it was suitable. I guess it might not be safe. That's so hot. <laughs> so poet. So this poet. is a poet's podcast. <laughs> this is what I mean. Specificity. So, I kind of like... I was seeing this guy for a while, but he wasn't my... Uh, you know, he's like my fake gay boyfriend is what I call him. And we would, he lives in this beautiful like loft situation. I would let my dog run around as we had sex. And there was this one day where like my small toy poodle rainbow hops upon the bed and I'm like on my knees doing the thing where like, you know, you're performing your emotional oral obligations and rainbow hops next to me and he's like oh i also want to join in the fun so i'm she smelled the pheromones. <laughs> yeah i yeah. think dogs really get curious they smell no, the he's like oh fluids and they, this yeah. is fun i also want to have fun so rainbow jumps in but um nobody stops him so at the rainbow and i are both performing this like oral emotional labor and you know the guy doesn't stop him and either do i (laughs) he knew he was watching (laughs) so this is like casual bestiality i guess if anything (laughs) um i'm just you know me and my dog are really close (laughs) so that's more about your sex life No, Mira also has a follow-up question. She wants me to ask if if she ever plans to fall in love again with someone besides Rainbow the Poodle. Oh, 
Yeah. I mean, love is a really hard thing. I'm trying to do... I'm at the point where I just, like, got out of this super long relationship, and I'm, like, you know, I'm going to, like, um, fall in love again. But, like, that's bullshit, because I, like, kind of hate everybody right now. Do you, um want to share your crush list my crush list i do have a pretty good crush list um should i share my top 10 (laughs) (laughs) my top 10 crushes there's even more than 10 oh there's probably a lot it's probably like okay um, give us a top eight okay um oh man who's on my top eight okay i'm just gonna throw this out there um Low-key, Trisha Lowe might be number one. Well, I mean, yeah. it's like swinging. Same. Uh, swing it. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's not my number one <laughs> crush, but... Um, yeah, shout-out to Trisha and The Complete Purge for, like, inspiring everything I do. Um, and then... Gosh. Um, Ariel Goldberg for just being the number one cutie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, sure. Definite crush right there. Um... Harry Burke, because he might be the purest, like, being of light in the world. I think he's on a lot of people. Yeah, he's on every... If Harry Burke isn't on your top eight, then I don't want to fuck with you. You heard it here, folks. Um, Morgan Parker, just because she's such a cutie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I love Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. She's always wearing that blazer, and I'm like, woof. She is, yeah. You would crack a whip. (laughs) Real hard. Um... Who else is on the crush list, Ben? I don't know. Um, Diana Hamilton. Yes. Diana's I such a cutie with her glasses. Yeah. She, her glasses. Yeah, her glasses. She's very cute. She looks like she would like just fuck up your life, and I would willingly allow it. Damn. Like here you go. Yeah. Here's she. Mine. She. Um, <laughs> I don't think she would agree <laughs> that she would fuck up your life, but she would. In like a beautiful way, she's like a humble disaster. But, like, in the, like, most put-together, beautiful, like, way. I feel like she just has this way, like, of, like... Yeah. Diana's overdue for an IRL appearance. <laughs> I think after Twitter questions with Precious, we're going to do shit advice with Diana. Shit <laughs> advice with yeah. Diana. Um, I need some advice in my life. What's your okay. advice for me, Ben? Uh, I think you're fine. <laughs> well, I don't know about the dog thing. I think you should give your dog, like... There's these frozen <laughs> frozen bone marrow things you can buy. It's like the when you really are in distress, and you could give that to your dog when you need to be intimate. Are you telling me I shouldn't have group sex with my dog? <laughs> um. uh, I think I'm too intimate with my dog. I need to set boundaries.
Okay, so Trisha Lowe has some questions for you that I've just gotten in. Um, Skittles or gummy bears? Gummy bears. They're so soft and cute. Trisha says, I like gummy bears. I eat the ears first, then the legs, then the head, and then I nibble the body. I chew them in half, so Uh there's nothing left but the legs. Oh, damn. Yeah, I like to swallow their head so they know that I'm in control. Uh, do you believe in decadence? Hmm. No, everything is decadent in my life. Uh, so my whole don't... existence is decadence. <laughs> oh, she says maybe you and Kathy Acker believe in decadence in the same way. I kind of think so, but maybe I'm wrong. She's right. <laughs> I'm definition of extra as fuck. How does it feel to be um, not a girl, not yet a woman? Are you more of a little lamb than either... Is this something you feel and does it inform your work? Yeah. There's that part in um, The Sound of Music where um, she's like hopping on the, the little island and she's like, I am 16 going on 17. <laughs> and I feel like I'm forever stuck in that like little part even though now I'm 23 and I'm not 16. But it still feels like I'm like absorbing that. Like I'm just skipping along into mm-hmm. this like path of like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing but it feels good I'm not like a girl but I'm a woman like you can call me preteen I'm not sure what I am but it feels good to be in this place I'm like learning what makes you become a woman maybe how do you think about audience do you imagine people hearing your work this affect how you read or perform are they negligible to you I mean, who cares about other people anyway? <laughs> um, I'm always aware of my reader. I'm aware that they're listening to me, and I kind of speak to them in like um, a way where I'm like indifferent to them. I do this thing where mostly a lot of my poems come from me walking in the street by myself, or even when I'm walking rainbow and I talk to myself. But I don't know if this makes me crazy or not, but I'm like talking to myself in the street and I'm like aware that somebody out there is listening to me and I don't know if it's like here in this like present place I'm in. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just like here and I'm saying random shit in the street and it's fine. And I'm always aware that there's somebody watching me because I feel like I'm always being watched and I feel like my life is this like weird narrative like play with the succession of objects and maybe maybe nobody's watching me maybe I'm just like actually a crazy person talking to myself in the street <laughs> but I like to believe that like somebody's listening and I'm I've become so aware of people cuz I feel like people are always watching me is this a New York thing or is this... this is like a New York thing and maybe just like an always thing. I always had this idea of like after I would come home from school that all the boys that were being mean to me in high school were watching me in my bedroom like oh, doing shit. my things. And I, th- I, that just made me become hyper aware of the space I take up and like how people observe me. Uh, what, how, what type of mean are we talking about? Oh man, there's always that like adorable, cute, like blonde haired lacrosse player boy that's always like, oh, I just like don't know why I'm attracted to you or why I like you. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm just trying to exist in this world. So like that's my relationship <laughs> with boys that were being mean to Damn. me in high school. Um, 
Would you care to name this person? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I can list them off. There's like... Let's just look up one. On <laughs> let's right look now. up one. Man, he's probably like... Okay, let's look up um, Brogan Hill. Brogan, Brogan Hill. Doesn't Hill. that sound Are like... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the ultimate, like, white Westchester, Ohio boy name. Yeah, I think this character <laughs> got written off Gossip Girl. Um, this didn't... In so, another reality, I'm we've good. probably I think I'm good on this. rewritten Gossip Girl. I can't wait for our remake of Gossip Hell Girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you, okay, so yeah, this, for all the way back to high school, you you would have this paranoia. I have this paranoia of people always watching me, so it makes me unsettled. And sometimes I shake in my body because I feel like everyone's observing me. Maybe it's because I feel super hyper aware mm-hmm. of like things are happening around me and I'm not sure where like I can place myself in my body. Mm-hmm. So it makes me feel like I have to be watching everything around me and always being like super sensitive to everything because I could be affecting somebody else makes me a nervous wreck to uh-huh. be honest oh really uh, yeah but like not really but then i'm like taken away from my nervousness with my idea of like oh well this isn't my body so it's fine it's just something i'm observing which like back to the idea of feeling i'm like hyper aware about everything uh-huh. <laughs> um, um so do you do a lot of self-medicating i do we had a question in from monica um, McClure, and she wanted to know if you do all the drugs you mentioned in the New York Tyrant piece. I do. <laughs> I actually want, so we want to talk about your relationship to drugs. Um, I feel like I'm like microdosing instead of going. People go to therapy and like have time for that shit, but talking to other people makes me feel nervous. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna lay my truth in front of you, and I'm like, oh, I would rather just take MDMA in my bedroom by myself with my toy poodle. <laughs> so yeah, I really do do all those drugs, because um, when things are offered to me, I can't say no. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, you want to give me your coke? We're gonna do ketamine in the bathroom. Sure, I uh-huh. really always wanted this. So <laughs> maybe it's like a good thing to never say no to drugs. Especially if people are offering them. Uh huh. Is this a New York thing, or is this kind of like one of those? I don't think I've ever said no to drugs in my whole entire life. Uh-huh. What was did, the first drug you did, uh, and at what age? Um, I did mushrooms when I was sixteen in my best friend's basement with her father. Remember her father walking down and us asking him, "Hey, do you want to do some mushrooms with us?" And he was like, "No, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, why are you even doing mushrooms in my basement?" But I remember this like second transition into where he was like oh maybe i do want to do mushrooms with them but i do like mushrooms <laughs> that's your favorite drug mushrooms really mushrooms and probably like mdma are my favorite mm-hmm. drug i don't really get the pull towards acid because it always makes me feel like i'm like succumbing into my darkness and that stresses me out damn yeah yeah <laughs> uh, well it's good to you know it seems like you have a lot of experience in you Sort of. I have done a lot um, of drugs. <laughs> can navigate that. Um, I don't think drugs are bad. As long as you have control over yourself, then everything's all cool. Oh, you sound like a little kitty, Nico. Do you like drugs, Ben? <laughs> um, I have like hey. 
have like a very like middle aged bougie <laughs> relationship towards drugs. <laughs> Which is like the Humphreys dad and Gossip Girl, like <laughs> his kids are out and he like He's like, Oh yes, I'm orders like- up some like boutique hybrid. It knows exactly what it'll do to you. It calls it seamless <laughs> from Vinegar Hill and Dumbo and He's like, yeah, I will smoke my indica to see it. like, not much, you know, because, like, something could happen to his kid. He's, like, <laughs> kind of responsible. Like, every time I drink whiskey, something happens. Um, so I'm, like, pretty soft these days. You're pretty soft. Yeah. Um, we have a question just in now from Joe at They Are Not A Boy. Uh... How many times have you been in love, and how do you feel about the term a great love versus love of my life? Hmm. That's a great question. I think I've probably been an honest, real, true, like, oh, this wrecks my soul and my body love two times. Um, I fell in love with my best friend when I was, like, 16, um, (laughs) doing a lot of drugs and, like, taking lots of vacations with our parents' money together. <laughs> and that led to like, oh, of course I'm in love with you. You're the first girl I've ever fallen in love with. That was type of its own type of magic in this weird way. And to be honest, I feel like she's probably gonna be my first love forever. Cause she has this whole like way of understanding and she always reads my horoscope before she reads her own. Uh-huh. And that's like, if that's not love, then I don't know what what is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, in my last relationship, I feel like I really I fell in love, but then I fell out of love because the person was like not able to understand me or like not wanting to be understanding of my struggles, or I just like didn't really love how they chose to love me. It kind of annoyed me. I was like, wow, you don't really get me. So maybe I fell fell in love two times but then I fell out of love and just got bored with it I'm an indecisive person Uh I'm very hard to fall in love with my roommate Peter told me the other day I was a depressed asshole (laughs) which is true oh man well yesterday I was like laying in my bed and I was crying I was like I just want to be left alone I don't want to see anybody or talk to anyone I'm just like sitting in my room like eating molly off my finger and like eating a lot of mangoes and I'm like I don't want to talk to anyone but I'm still sobbing in my bedroom so I guess I was being a depressed asshole. <laughs> it was very mean. Uh-huh. Sometimes I throw ice cream at Peter because he is deserving of it. Why? <laughs> what? How can Peter ever be deserving of having ice cream? Sometimes he deserves my scorn. He doesn't. He's like, you know, I'm a pretty independent person of the fact that I only want to be like talked at when I give you the right to. Other than that I'm pretty like please leave me alone. Do not make eye contact or talk to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is uncomfortable for a lot of my roommates. Because <laughs> yeah, they're just like at home. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't really leave my house. I feel most safe like in my bedroom with my books and my toy poodle eating some strawberries. So what have you been reading? Um, What have I been reading? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so I've been reading um, Morgan Parker's Other People's Comfort. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, let's see, Dana Ward's Bast Jane Adler. Uh-huh. It feels good to read that. Honestly, I keep picking up fantasy and dropping it and like uh-huh. picking it up. It's like this room. You have it's. It's always like a good summer book for me. It's very um, summery, yeah. Very summery. Glad to hear it. <laughs> um, it's because you're Leo. Um, Trishula's Complete Purge. Yeah. Yeah. That book. Oh, you were reading her recent excerpt from that a lot. You mentioned. Oh my God, her new um, what's it called? Socialist realism. Socialist realism. Yeah. Who is the boy she falls in love with that tries to poison people with bleach at a party? Me. That's like the most (laughs) thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, wow, you really you made me mad. I'm gonna pour bleach into your drink and kill you. Like, how dare you? I feel like you sent me something on. Um, Instagram the other day with Paris Hilton like sucking on her cheek she looks really pissed and she's like I'm gonna ruin your life I feel yeah. that sort of anger in my chest a lot oh, <laughs> Damn. yeah I, mean, I wish yeah. I was like evil enough to ruin people's life but I feel lazy halfway through my like um, revenge uh-huh. <laughs> I want to be revengeful but I'm like oh man I would much rather lay in bed and eat this brie that, I think, in the end, is, as far as mental health, probably goes a lot further. No, it's probably better than actually yeah. ruining someone's life. I don't have to deal with the guilt. I just eat brie. For sure. <laughs> and then they can just do their thing. And yeah. You can forget about them. Um, I really want some brie now. And I think we should go get some martinis. For sure. But uh, we should do our last segment, which is... Uh, Taking the temperature, where I name things and you go zero to a hundred. One hundred is like red hot. All right. Very interested. <laughs> and I've um, picked some contemporary musicians. Cool. Um, Drake. Drake. Oh, sixty-five. Sixty. More that, life. You know, actually fall in love with Rihanna uh, and then get back to me. Yeah. Rihanna doesn't want you. Yeah. Yeah. Get on um, your shit. His stunt at that a, a recent award ceremony where he really like went. He was like, I love you. And she's like, I don't have time like, for you. Yeah. Reminds me of that Gwendolyn Brooks, Brooks poem where she's like, we too cool. She's like, nah, boy, get out yeah. of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kanye. Kanye. Man, he's like above his time. He's like the real like messian of our time he's like you know what i'm just listening to the world and fucking with it if you have a problem with me fuck off and he's just like yeah i'm married to kim kardashian yeah definitely that's what he's doing now he's doing that scene now he popped off he had the trump moment which he took back thank the lord thank the lord um i hear he's now making music in Montana in isolation I really hope so I feel like that's all he's ever needed is to like take himself away from the like ego of Kanye and just really separate himself and like really think about the work he's making then he would be happier yeah yeah because he's a genius he was like doing shit that no one else was doing and he's such a cutie yeah. yeah, you know, I thought Jesus was Jesus nothing was sounded like that. You know, like uh, they talk about how music sounds louder now and mm-hmm. bigger. And Jesus, you know, like right out the gate, it's just like this hard charging, yeah, uh, he very came out aggressive album. But then even the life of Pablo life was better than Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he sampled things that people haven't even like really gotten into deep. 
he really thought about like what he was trying to make and it felt like he'd gone back to his roots of like oh I'm really trying to be humble and find like what mean like meaning in my life yeah to me that was like really sexy I was like wow go back to church pop the fuck off find God yeah. and cry <laughs> he did he really did he was like father I'm stretching my arms yeah he's yeah. beautiful he had to go to the psych ward what's more pop he, off yeah well, going to meet Donald Trump. <laughs> going Trump. to meet, I guess that's true. <laughs> well, that's what happens. I can't imagine meeting Donald Trump and taking him seriously and being like, "Oh, you're not a." Huge they met. Baby. I think they met for ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah. And I don't know what happened in there, but. Um, Can you imagine that conversation? Donald's just like, "Praise me." Well, in the end, he just said, "You could re- you could see him mouth that you take care of yourself." Yeah. So who knows what? Kanye- <laughs> I think Kanye was in there talking about clothes and money. <laughs> He's like, Donald, do you want to wear this new Yeezy line? Donald's like, I don't know about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, Kendrick. Kendrick. Zero to 100. Wait, did you give a number for Kanye? I did. I feel like it was like 87 or yeah. something. That's good. Well, yeah. it's 95 degrees out there now. <laughs> it's um, hot in So here. Kendrick. Kendrick, okay. I'm going to say the unpopular thing and say to pimp a butterfly was better. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that Honestly. is unpopular. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think he kind of like sold out to this mainstream idea of like, I'm going to be more commercialized because I want people to like, like me. But also he's still kind of raw, but to pimp a butterfly was like unapologetic. It was like, oh, am I making you uncomfortable? Then yeah. step the fuck back. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he was the only one to, like, really come out, like, I don't give a fuck. I just remember getting a tattoo in, like, rural Ohio, and I was like, oh, I'm going to play this Kendrick album. And the guy was like, okay, yeah, I feel that. And then as the album started to progress, he was like, oh, this is very political. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Am I making you uncomfortable? Was this he, a white guy? It was a yeah. white guy. A white guy with a beard and traditional, like, tattoos. And I'm like... What are traditional... You know, it's what like the, like, tra- sailor, the emo star? The oh, sailor, the, yeah, the like, script. with a mermaid and shit. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm sorry I'm making he you uncomfortable like, with my blackness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 he's yeah, just yeah. like, oh, Kendrick's very angry. And I'm like, oh, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah but like he was real what tattoo was it it was this lamb uh-huh yeah it's the lamb that comes before the apocalypse and kills everyone <laughs> but so he was drawing this on your arm this like very like sweet like well it's not a sweet lamb it thinks it's sweet but it has nine eyes uh-huh. and it like comes to like bring the end of the world but yeah. in its eyes, it's only like bringing light and destruction, which I guess is its own type it's of freedom. It's a beautiful tattoo. I really love this tattoo. Um, all right, so we should go move forward with the temperature before we run out of time. Uh, Miley Cyrus, zero to 100. Oh, zero. What the fuck is she doing with her Celtic ass shit? Like, <laughs> oh, you know, I was never twerking. I'm like a virgin, like, anthropology model. Okay. All right, I too have never had sex. Like, get out of here. Malibu is not your safe place. Um, <laughs> I want her to pop off. <laughs> I think it is her safe space. Oh, that's the. That's she's the gonna thing. marry Liam Hensworth and like become like this idealistic like manic pixie dream girl fairy. She, 
Yeah, she'll become Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. Oh, man. Um, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey, a re- OG bad girl, honestly. You know, she just wants to, like, be with her daddies. And, like, I can empathize with that. So what temperature does she get? What temperature? She was probably, like, 92. Oh, shit. She's 92. That's higher of, than... On the back of that Harley just like holding on and she's like i just ride and you're like yeah yeah i'm riding with you baby uh lastly rihanna rihanna's the queen how's anyone even gonna she's a hundred yeah yeah she's actually there and she's like i will kill your wife and stuff her in my box i have all this money and i'm smoking a blunt i don't give a fuck yeah. Rihanna would be the most fun to party with because she would just be unapologetic. So you're partying and you're going to pick a Rihanna song. You're DJing. You only get to pick one. One. What's it? What is it? Uh, pour it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where she's like twerking and all that water and all the like waters flying in the air and you're like, oh, yes. Yeah. That's and so all beautiful. the hundreds are in the air and you imagine you're in this gold room and Rihanna hands you a blunt and she puts it to your lips and you're like, thank you, mommy. <laughs> I've always been in love with you. And she's like, yeah, let's ride off into the sunset. And I'm like, yes. Yes, Rihanna, I'll go anywhere with you. I never came to the beach. I stood by the ocean. Sat by the shore under the sun with my feet in the sand, but you brought me here, and I'm happy that you did. Cause now I'm as free as birds catching the wind. I always thought I would sing, so I never swam. Next to you in my 
Yeah. 